everybody, and welcome back to Two-Headed Game Master. We are continuing uh, with the second episode of our Dangerous Spaceman Against the Shrieking Void campaign with Dane, who is playing um, Kira, the rough-and-tumble street rat. And Sharif. Jahar, who sometimes hurts and sometimes sees more than he wants to. <laughs> Uh, a pair of Psionic Academy runaways who uh, we joined in a dead-end Venusian tavern in the jungles on the edge of human civilization and were interrupted in their miserable brooding by a stranger, gutshot and running from something, who stumbled in and basically died in the dirt right away before the bar was attacked by a gang of armed cultists. And you don't know what they want or what they're up to, but you did find a stolen data cartridge on the stranger, and the cultists were obviously after it. So, let's uh, resume. Mike and his Neanderthal uh, musician, they ran out as soon as the fight started. You don't know if they got smoked or if they made it out but they have not come back the bar is empty except for corpses and you two i um put the the cutlass that i took off one of the dead guys i uh did it have like a scabbard or anything yeah okay. yeah it came with uh so I, you know I, like a yeah. war belt and it clips onto your belt real nice and convenient sweet and then as i flourish it and put it back in its scabbard i say i'm gonna call you slicey <laughs> you have always been so gifted at giving names, haven't you, Kira? Uh, Jahar, one of the last things you did was a seance, a psionic power to uh, gain otherwise secret information from the flows and currents of the universe. And you learned... It. Yeah, you fucking nailed it. And you learned that um, this cult has something to do with the Great Elders, the... Uh, the eldritch aliens who once ruled the solar system and that this the stranger who came in and died he had stolen a data cartridge from them and you the last impression that you got was of treasure map I'm looking over to Kira while my arm is still on the uh, the the last assailant who I've seanced I think there's maybe some goodies in this for us if we want to if we want to see how deep this rabbit hole goes. We are still in debt. That we are, Jahar. That we are. And also, these guys are just kind of dicks. They were unfortunately <laughs> met with a fate. I don't think they intended for, but that should be met with those that are as mean as they are. Well, let's go see if we can't figure out where these fuckers came from um, as I like go behind the bar and I want to grab a bottle to okay. leave. There's not much there. You can tell that uh, the Broken Fang is nearly as poor as you guys are. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bulbs and like plastic containers and stuff that obviously came from like spaceships and landers, which is how people get to Venus and Mars, the when when pioneers and colonists go to these places, the the typical thing is single use landers, landing vehicles, 
from orbit that are, you know, too heavy to lift off. They're just designed to land uh-huh. in place, and then they get kind of, like, disassembled and retrofitted into buildings. And whatever comes with them is what stays, and you either make do with that or make new stuff, you know, from wherever you are locally. Uh, so that's what is in the bar, is a lot of, like, cups carved from wood and some, like, local stuff. And everything is just locally distilled, uh, like, fruit liquors and not much else. Being as young as we are, getting a drink is... And, like, probably the Academy did not have a friendly alcohol policy. Probably not. So... Still, like, not getting, not overdoing it like young kids tend to do, but just like, man, this is, this is something new and exciting, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Even though it tastes gross, I'm going to keep drinking it. You grab a, you grab a full bottle. It's, um, you know, a discerning sommelier would be like, this is gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for you guys, you know, who cares? Yeah. Um... So you've scavenged some stuff. You got some credits, uh, some new weaponry and stuff. The um, the the communicator device that the stranger was carrying it has a slot for the stolen cartridge. I like pop that bad boy in. It uh, um, it turns on right away, and you can see like a main menu of basic functions. It's um, it's a communicator, it's a navigation device, it also has, like, you know, space for, um, note-keeping or, like, caching messages and stuff like that. Um, most of it is blank. You can tell that, like, you could use this, like, this is a decent field radio, um, but it's not tuned to any frequencies. And, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know any unless you... Uh-huh. You know, did some scrounging. The navigation function opens up the file on the cartridge, and it shows um, detailed topographic, uh, detailed topographic map imagery of the section of jungle where you guys are, and with a very clear X marks the spot uh, deep in the jungle, a couple of days hump away. I hand it to Jahar. What do you make of this? I would think that sometimes the simple answer is the simplest solution. (laughs) I see an X. I see a map. We have nowhere else to be. Word. Is there any reason... I look for a reason why... Because the dying man asked for a radio. I look for any reason why he couldn't have used what he already had on him. Hmm. Uh, what you could tell is that it's, um, like, short range. Oh. It's, it's not, gotcha. uh, it's not any more powerful than, like, a military field radio. It would not give you, um, it would not give you, like, global or orbital communication without being, uh, you know, like plugged into a more powerful boosted. Yeah. Sasa. Uh, 
Um, you see any food around here, Jahar? If we're going to have a several-day hike, we're probably going to need some yum-yums. Um, both of you guys give me just a smarts roll. My worst attribute. Rummaging for... Uh, <laughs> or, sorry. Yeah, smarts? Yeah, it's smarts. Mm -hmm. Give me a smarts. Oh, Seven. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Get it on the table this what? time. Nine, because mm. I have a minus two, baby. Um, Looks like we're going hungry, buddy. <laughs> we're a bit rattled. We can catch something along the way, though. We can find food. You guys um, would just say as a group, uh, let's do a let's do a group supplies thing for share, the pair share, of you. Share, right, share like right, share. Fuck! I forgot what I forgot the word to the song I'm trying to sing. So for rations, you guys are at D six. Okay, um, okay. That's going to behave the same way ammo behaves. After a day mm -hmm. or after, you know, whatever, when it's appropriate, I'll have you roll on that. On a 1 or a 0, it's reduced. D6 is the lowest. It doesn't go to D4. It goes D12 to D6. What happens on a 1 or a 0? It goes it goes, it goes down a dice. Okay, so yeah. for this at D6, it would go to none. You'd be oh, yeah. no okay. Okay. D6 no is, yeah. D6 is the last one. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, well, let's, let's set out. No reason... Waiting around for something bad to happen. The movers are the shakers. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the topographic map gives you pretty good information um, about you know where you are and like routes to follow, how to uh, you know avoid like walking into a ravine or a dead end or whatever, something like that. Um, so you guys are able to set out. Uh, when you do, when you leave the Broken Fang, uh, you notice, and you probably had some sense of this before, that uh, it's nearing the end of Venus's 30-hour day cycle. Or So Venus has a 30-hour day-night cycle, uh, and it is nearing sundown, which means in the deep jungle that it's already, like, deep twilight. Yeah. Darkness shows us more what we can see in the dark than what we can see in the light. <laughs> it allows us to be ourselves, that which we will not know really be. Well said, buddy. Well said. Mm. <laughs> um, both of you give me agility rolls to see how well you just navigate the bush and the difficult terrain. 16. 8. Alright, point in character. Uh... Yeah. Kiki, you're doing pretty good. You're like, yeah, unfamiliar environment, but I, you're just in good shape and you're following the map. Uh, but you are uh, slowed a little bit by Jahar just not being quite as um, savvy an outdoorsman as you. So you make a few miles and, you know, after a few miles, say you know, four or five, you're like, it's fully dark. Uh, we're just kind of stumbling right now. Now, um, how you guys feel about pushing forward or trying to make a torch or trying to make camp, whatever, that's that's on you guys. We can do. 
I don't know about you, brother, but I could go for a sit-down and a fire, you know? Hmm. I worry about the creatures around us that might not be too kind to the fire that would otherwise provide us warmth. That's true. I mean, if you don't feel like you need it, then I'm good as well. As long as we stay close, I'll have enough warmth. As enough warmth as I need. I give him a hug. You guys go for camp? And we're going to go for a camp. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, one of you, just whoever thinks you'll do best, uh, give me a smarts roll for finding a good campsite. Woo! 22. We find a five-star hotel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't. But uh, what you do find is some deadfalls that make almost... Uh, Nice cozy spot. Yeah, they make like a cozy ass cave. Um, you can hear flowing water, um, no more than a few hundred yards away. I didn't even think of water. And it's hot. Um, you can hear flowing water, no more than a few hundred yards away, and you guys are in a a dry, cozy little cave formed by just deadfalls and. Uh, a nice thick growth of like undergrowth ferns around you that offer you a fair bit of um, like visual concealment from anything that might be outside in is, your camp. Is there anything conveniently edible? Conveniently located? Uh, give me smarts. No. Five. You see tons of vegetation, most of it unfamiliar. Um, there are, there are huge trees, but no, like, small trees. Everything else is, uh, like, prehistoric ferns and fungi. And, um, just a lot of unfamiliar, uh, vegetation to you guys. And knowing what is and isn't edible... You're kind of like, I don't know, could dig for roots. Um, you guys do know, and just kind of everyone would know this, uh, it's not like the Expanse, where the wildlife and plants on alien worlds is a different... Um, Biome and Yeah, shit. it's a different genetic... Everything in Seoul is the same genetic thing, so... Because you know, of aliens. If you shot something, it would be edible food. Probably. Aside from, yeah, like some certain microbe stuff, but it wouldn't be like, oh, I can't digest these proteins. Yeah. It's the same, like, protein straight as what evolved on Earth. All the plants were seeded by the similar genetic strain that the, the mm -hmm. great others decided that they would be by. Yeah. Venus is like the uh, the Triassic period on Earth right now. Oh, well, here, Jahar, let's, let's wait until we can see, you know, what we're eating to, to eat that. Uh but, you know, here, have a have a ration bar, but I don't think you've eaten anything today. Yeah. I throw him a nutrient bar. Okay. Um, do you guys, uh, do you guys set a watch, or do you both just crash? Um, I think I stay up. Okay. Or try to. All night. All night? I'm just going to pull myself closer to Kira and sort of drift off while letting my mind drift. Okay. Oh wait, uh, before you, sorry to interrupt your your bedtime mm. ritual, but could you uh, braid my hair real quick, brother? Mm. 
It's kind of getting annoying. It has been a lovely nighttime ritual that we've been maintaining. <laughs> sure. Siblings having a cozy little camp in a dark alien jungle. All right. It's not weird. No, it's not. But it's a little weird. <laughs> uh, so, Jahar, you go to sleep? Yeah. All right. Uh, Kiki, give me a toughness roll. Tough. Nope. Mm. Six. You start to nod. I'm tired. Yeah. You're sleepy. Big adrenaline crash. I don't know if this is the first gunfight you have ever been in, but uh, still a gunfight. I think it's probably the second. Okay. <laughs> Because I would imagine that there was, there was a a fight uh, to get out of the academy. That's where I got the shock stick. Mm. So like, it's not our first, but it's our second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, bit of an adrenaline come down, and um, you know what? It's tough. Also, uh, you know, on Earth it would be like an eight-hour watch through the night, but on Venus it's more like a twelve-hour shift through the night so you know you don't make it all the way you start to drift off sleepy sleepy i'll get a little more comfortable but i'll sit up so i can look and then like uh, snoozy um both of you give me presence rolls would that presence be five (laughs) two Mm. We picked such a good camp spot. We're, it's we're so young. cozy. We are young, but it's very cozy and easy to be. We're like the kids up. who like are like, oh, it's it's uh, New Year's Eve. I'm gonna stay up till midnight and then crash out at like, <laughs> 10:30. I'm gonna stay up and see Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiki, give me another toughness roll. Eight. Mm. Sorry, right. we're getting all the bad rules out out early, early this session. Agreed. Okay, I'm gonna hold on to that. Uh, give me another uh, presence roll. Twelve. That's good. All right. So, Kiki, you don't really notice as you fall into an even deeper sleep. Jahar, though, something feels wrong. You're not sure what's going on. Something. And as you kind of like uh, look up in the, um, like it's almost pitch black in the deep jungle, but there are little bits of bioluminescence from some of the plants, mm-hmm. and Spook. you can see, you know, you can see big shapes and outlines. At least, you know, short range. And uh, you see you see your sister kind of, you know, back up against some, some logs where she was keeping watch, but clearly she's asleep. And a large humanoid figure is crouched over her. Um... Kiki, take one damage. Okay, that's not bad. Jahar, what do you do? Do I, to any degree, witness this unidentified creature or shape doing damage to my sister? It's like it's crouched over her. Mm -hmm. I think 
before reaching for the void, I might just scream. Okay. I might just be spooked to the point and unsettled by what's already <laughs> happened today. That my first reaction might be the human reaction of just a... a and I just scream loudly. No roll. Uh, the figure kind of like jerks up and looks over at you and you see um, not two like a like an animal but you see like six or seven reflective dots of like pinpoint eyes at the top of a kind of vaguely humanoid but lumpy shape <sighs> and it looks at you and you hear a kind of like gurgling hiss like <sighs> give me a presence roll for your screen 17 that's good uh it kind of takes a stutter step back and then turns and runs. And as as it did, it passed through a little bit more um, bioillumination. What you saw was a tall humanoid, about maybe seven feet tall, but with like a lumpy, no-neck head and a gross lamprey mouth and a slimy aquatic body. And you hear it kind of like... <laughs> through the undergrowth, and then a splash as it uh, dives, presumably, into the nearby river. Well, that is all degrees of unsettling. Do I wake up in the stream? Uh, give me a toughness roll. He's so tough, he sleeps 13. through it. 13. You do. Uh, you have a bite on your, um, on your forearm, where this creature had envenomed you for feeding, and uh, had been starting to drain your fluids through its lamprey mouth. There's a kind of like a sheet of blood down your forearm, uh, but not very deep wounds. It didn't. It didn't get very into its mm. meal. So yeah, I pop up with my shock stick. Oh. Fuck! I fell asleep. Jar, you okay? <laughs> and your, then I look your, down. Your arm, Kira. What the fuck? I like, you know, poke it. Is it, um, like, anesthetized? The, yes, it is. And a coagulant. Anesthetized. Or an anticoagulant. Like a vampire bat's, uh, you know, feeding behavior. So he's dripping. He's dripping a little bit. Um, both of you give me a mind roll. Um, smarts? Smarts. Uh, yeah, sorry. Smarts. A smarts roll. We mixed up. We should, I don't know, standardize. Who 15. And, um, so, maybe you just missed this class. Um, would it be, would this fall under clues, evidence, analysis? Oh, actually, I think it might. Mm. Hey! That's better. Okay, so both of you remember from uh, either like textbooks or various lessons, whatever, stuff about um, stuff about the frontier, just you know, colonies and pioneering on the uh, on the other planets and moons of the solar system. So, what you encountered has a scientific name, but it's generally just called a lamprey. Uh, is a humanoid creature native to swamps and coastlines with nearby populations. They are night hunters who emerge from the dark and drain their prey dry with their razor-toothed sucker mouths. They are also known to abduct victims and stash them in tidal lairs to be devoured later. And while that is 
uh, frightening and unnerving. It's also not really news that there would be predatory wildlife in the deep Venusian jungle. Nor do we perhaps need to be concerned about a lingering infection or envenomed and potentially life-threatening situation. No, you're not. You're not super worried about that right now. Um, the 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 biomes of all the different planets are fairly homogenous. So, you know, it's no more dang, no more dangerous as far as like illness or like microbiome than uh, you know traveling abroad on Earth. It's a big it's a big leech. Yeah. With legs and arms and and a gross sound. Yeah. I give Jahar a hug and kinda like rub his back and be like, I'm sorry, buddy, I'm gonna I'm gonna do better next time. I I'll stay awake next time. So aside Okay. Something that I found very interesting when I was reading through the Dangerous Spaceman rule book is that you do not need a first aid skill. No, everyone can attempt first aid. Um, because it's just like, you're not really addressing a medical condition. It's just like patching up in combat and it's kind of action movie rules. So perhaps we should, um, put some cloth around your anticoagulated and bleeding forearm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good idea, buddy. Do you want to do it? Yeah, I can give it a shot. Are you looking at the, uh, no, let's check. Let's check real quick. Where's the first aid? Uh, first aid. Presence. Presence. A presence roll. That is two is ten on ah. presence. <laughs> uh, so you don't regain any of those lost hit points. Okay. Um, you guys know it's still only about halfway through the nighttime. I would, I would think that, Kira, we should probably try to stop, stop, or stop your bleeding so that none other creatures that are attracted olfactorily by okay. your bleeding arm. Uh, I, like, mess with the bandage that Jahir tied around me, maybe, you know, I didn't tie it tight enough, mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't say that. I just, <laughs> just maybe you can fix it. it. Give me another one. Presence of Dirty 22. Nice. Give me that D4 hit points recovered. Four. Back to full, baby. That's all of them. So you cinch and it up tight and you feel pretty 13, good. Okay. No. Uh, well, you can, but not from just... Uh, uh, heels? Yeah, not from just a first aid. I'll always take care of you. And I will do the same for you. And also yourself, too, because <laughs> I can't tie bandages that tight. You just didn't want to hurt me, I know. <laughs> But I do think we should move camp sites if we want to. If you want, if you're still a little tired, because um, like that thing knows where we are now, and like you know, gross. Move in the dark. Not very far, just you know, a little bit. I'll trust you. All right, we move slowly through the jungle, not run. Okay. Uh, and you're just trying to get away from the river, find a different campsite? Yeah. Alright. Uh, give me agility, both of you, to move through the dark. I'm awake, baby. 19. Four. Mm. <laughs> now it's kind of opposite, because uh, you got some sleep. 
Jar. So you kind of lead the way, and uh, you know you make some you make some distance, but in the dark, and with your sister, um, not quite keeping up as well as usual. You only make it about a mile, but then you do find another decent camp spot, and you can no longer hear the running water, and you guys are like, oh, we're fucking tired now. I can finish the night. I can find. Are the, you sure? I can find the threads that will find me light to see through the dark <laughs> while you sleep. All right, wake me if you need anything. Anything. I bed down. Kiki goes to bed. Uh, Jahar, give me a toughness. Eleven. Uh, you stay up as much as you can but eventually you also fall asleep um i'm reliable (laughs) uh you guys are woken as uh narrow shafts of sun start to peek through the canopy and the bird and lizard calls start to just get fucking loud and you both wake up uh, recover all lost HP if you're not at full. And one of you give me a d6 roll for your rations because uh, I assume you guys eat. Or ate through the night or whatever. Is that a one? That's a one. That's a one. You guys are out of rations. You're at zero. I think, I think we might have been hungrier than we thought we were. <sighs> yeah. Um, you made it probably like five miles, uh, in your first little excursion and your little move in the night. Uh, and you can see from the, the map that you're probably another full day away from the X marks the spot. Uh, well, I think we, we move, you know, towards the, towards the X Right, as you as you say that the simplest answer is the simplest solution or whatever. Whatever you said the other whatever you said yesterday. I love um, that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh I think you know, keep keep your eyes like open for like, you know, a little lizard or you know, something we can we can uh eat um Plants. along the way. Well, I mean, if something looks edible, you know, I'll give it a little taste and make sure it's safe. Maybe I can ask the universe. Hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Ask the universe. It's never... It usually doesn't fail us. I mean, it brought us together. It only sometimes hurts us. (laughs) (laughs) Only when we don't listen. Ah. Give me that seance rule. I want to pop a seance. And just see if there's anything around us that might be a bit scrumptious. So juicy, sweet. That's a 12. That's good. Um, so as you kind of like push your awareness out and see, you don't... Uh, it's not like you see ghost images of the creatures eating different plants or whatever. Um, but... Uh, 
that's that's the effect of it yeah it's it's you know it's not as explicit and clear as like the ghosts in a dark souls game of like other players and other worlds whatever but you get this sense of like oh some of these plants have a um an aura about them and like it's like a you know a a psych bit where Sean notices yeah, something, like, so like it lights up. Yeah. Like, oh, this has been nibbled. You know? And uh, what you see a lot are these um, uh, these thick uh, these thick bushes of um, leafy thick blue leafy growths with um, orange tuberous roots you at got the some bottom. Tubers. And your kind of impression is that. Uh, Herbivorous dinosaurs like to dig them up. They deliberately avoid the leaves and they crunch the tubers up. Chin chin, Kira. Tubers. I think there might be some food around us. <laughs> he spilled beer all over his character sheet. Uh, for the listeners, I at dig home. up. I dig up some tubers with my with slicey. Okay. Um, ba, 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 ba. It's the best way to do this. Uh, both of you, give me a smarts. <laughs> that's a beef. Fifteen. Baby. Fifteen. That's good. All right. Uh, you guys have D eight rations in the form of just tubers. Tubers, and I'm going to say, um, sack of tubers is an item in one of your inventories. I'll carry it. I, seeing as I ate an entire day's worth of food. In one sitting, you should probably, yeah. Are they... Hold on to the food. I crunch one to see how tasty it is raw. It's like, uh... Um... It's like a... It's like a tough yam or sweet potato. Uh, but they grow in little bunches, almost like a banana underground. And they're not great. Uh, flavor, that's up to you whether you like the flavor or not. But they take a lot of chewing and just, you know, kind of getting through. But you can feel they're full of nutrients. You know, it's like eating a hard, raw potato. Maybe we should boil them. Perhaps mash them. They're not very good raw, but it will do me for now. Let's let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Uh, give me agilities again for how far you make it in the jungle. Eight. Twelve. Okay. Uh, again... You're probably, Kiki, feeling the effects of your interrupted sleep and being bitten in the night. Uh, you don't exactly feel sick, but you just, you know, you don't feel tip-top. And so you're not moving at full speed. You're not just, like, you know, easily... I'm trying to hide it, though. ...zooming through the jungle. I so you make another strong. few miles, uh, and you're about a third of the way there is what you need to be. A third of the way from when you started this morning. Um, I'm not going to say you need to eat yet. I think that'll be the next one. Uh, you guys are at what is, you know, close to like... Viridian? Not quite, because of the longer day. You're at like late Venus morning. Okay. You haven't encountered anything else weird, though. Everything else is going smooth. Or dangerous. Do we see any signs of... Other human disturbance, habitation, or have we treaded so far off the edge of the map that we just don't catch any wind of any other people around us? You see no sign of any of it. You're in deep 
Venusian jungle. Uh, Aphrodite is the largest continent on Venus. It's about the size of Africa. And um, as far as you guys can reckon, you might be the only humans ever to have trod this trail. That's how far in the wilderness of an alien planet you are. Well, it'd be short-sighted of, of us, Kira, to think that only humans have the eyes to explore <laughs> when this whole world's been trodden before. <laughs> That's a good run. I liked it. Let's can, let's let's get a little further into the jungle. Give me agilities again. Nineteen. Sick. <laughs> Same deal. <laughs> um, you know, if if one of you is the slow one again, it's Kiki this time. But I think maybe Kiki is, uh, she's moving slow and, you know, not really hopping through the undergrowth because you're, you're the protector. You're, you're on the lookout for stuff. Um, maybe I'm feeling gone. too good. You, it's impossible to travel through the Venusian jungle and not see wildlife. But so far, all you've seen is uh, small mammals scurrying through the undergrowth, lizards and snakes on the trees, small pterosaurs, like uh, like sparrow to parrot-sized, who, you know, squawk to each other. Probably some nasty bugs. And make some noises. And then, yeah, lots of bugs crawling around on the wood and through the undergrowth. But nothing, uh, nothing hostile. Just, like, bigger versions of what you would find walking through a jungle on Earth. And I bet uh, they have great pollinators here. Give me, mm-hmm. give me that D eight for rations. Just one of you roll the D eight for rations. You guys have had to snack on the way. Three. You guys are all right. You're still at uh, D eight rations. Uh, now, each of you give me uh, another agility for as you travel through the jungle. Ah, eight. Seventeen. God. <laughs> I'm popping off on jungle travel. Yeah, you're doing fine. But maybe it's just because you're not paying attention to the dangers. <laughs> Perhaps I'm focused on other dangers. Um, both of you give me a mind roll. Smart? Oh, uh, yeah. Fucking hell. Smart's roll. Two. Twelve. Twelve. All right. Uh, Kiki, I'm not sure what you're looking at. But Jahar... As you guys are passing through, you know, more dense jungle, it all looks the same. Every, you know, every square kilometer looks wildly different from the last, but it's also just the same. It's more jungle. Um, you, you notice some sign of what seems to be maybe... Uh, you, you notice less creatures around here. The, the little roosts of, um, of smaller pterosaurs and the, the skittering of smaller creatures in the undergrowth has kind of uh, dropped off. And as you guys are moving through the jungle, maybe you, you know, hop over a little log and you're going through a little space between stands of undergrowth, you see a big thorn bush ahead of you and stuck on one of the hard thorns is a severed human head clearly 
uh, you know, been dead for a little while. Like the very active local biome has been working on it. Um, but it's very clearly recognizable as a human head, and it is wearing what uh, you both recognize as uh, a Jiminy, uh like flight helmet. A hegemony military um, pilot's helmet. Rip Fash's dick. Mm. But uh, that means whatever is around here is uh, capable enough to cut off somebody's head and stick it up as a uh, signal. What the signal is, is probably stay the fuck out. Because uh, I don't think it's please come in and have some food. What if they fell? <laughs> um, He's wearing a flight helmet. He belongs in the sky. We're gonna we're gonna keep that as a decent backup. <laughs> okay. Um, as a as a what what happened to this guy? We're we're that's a that's a possibility. I'm not going to deny that. Um, can I pop in investigation, I guess? Um, okay. Like, to get some more insight on, did this guy fall from the sky and end up like this with his body not in sight? Yeah. Uh, give me a smarts. Advantage for investigator? Uh, yes. Come on, let's make a smarts roll. I did not. Ah. You're just like mm, head on a head on a big thorn. That's weird. He probably fell. <laughs> I'm gonna quietly while Kira is intensely focusing on trying to investigate what's around us. I'm just gonna walk straight up, lay my palm on the the front visor of the flight helmet and the subsequent skull beneath. Mm. And seance with right. a little bit of a the local universe spillover around us. All right. Um, that is a three on a uh, critical failure. Yeah, but it's yeah natural roll of one. So let's. That's not a good roll. Three. So you take three damage of psychic backlash. Uh, you feel something like pop in your sinuses and you feel like a splitting ice cream headache, you know, brain freeze feeling. And uh, one of your nostrils just like hemorrhages a big honk of blood down your front. Can I uh, run up to the head, take it off the board and kick it into the woods and say, you dick! (laughs) (laughs) Don't hurt my brother! Thanks, sis. You do so. Uh, it's it's up at a little above head height, but you're able to just like reach up and pick it off. It's not been like nailed in place or anything, uh, you know, permanent. Well, let's um, let's move a little more cautiously um, as we continue, because uh, unless I mean it's, it was just a head. We've seen, we've seen, and then like kind of just like trails off, 
and like stares in the distance like yeah we've seen some we're traumatized <laughs> um but i think we should keep moving Jahar. i don't think we let this deter us we've seen worse <laughs> we've seen worse snort up that bloody nose all right uh you continue into the jungle and after oh can i i also offer you like a little rip of maybe i don't know my shirt or something to stick in your nose uh give me a presence to see if uh to see if what you do first aid helps Dirty 20. It does. Um, you know, you plug his nosebleed, whatever. Uh, maybe you, maybe you had a little something, you know, held back a little chocolate bar from a uh -huh. ration pack or something. And, and, uh, you know, you feel better. Uh, give me a D4, Jahar, for uh, recovered HP. Two. All right. So you get two of those back. Okay. You move forward a little ways into the jungle. Um, less than a kilometer forward, you um, see interesting signs in the, uh, in the growth around you. Broken trees and uh, shredded leaves and a trail of furrowed earth. And as you walk forward a little bit more and kind of around a corner around a big tree you see a crashed military ornithopter like imagine the dune movie uh with its wings all buckled and bent and a chunk of its fuselage separated from the rest of it lying in a heap i told you he fell from the sky <laughs> <laughs> i laugh and kind of you know give him a friendly elbow uh, both of you give me another smarts real quick. When am I going to repeat a smarts roll? Today, right. at 2014. Both of you, you know, as you're looking at this crash site ahead of you, um, one of you probably, you know, has been keeping an eye on the, uh, uh, the locator device and following the map, and you guys know you're pretty much right on the X. So, assuming this is the X... Um, it is obviously, uh, a hegemony Navy, um, ornithopter. You don't know much about, like, what hegemony military operations might have been going on around here. And you notice that despite the clear, you know, make, recognizable, like, make and model of the, of the vehicle, it has no, um, markings. It has no, like, squadron markings or, um you know, numbers or anything on it. It's just like a flat uh, green-gray for the, you know, for the local camouflage. How long do you think it's been here, Jahar? Maybe I just, before I reach for the void, just use my general smarts, mm. which does exist in some capacity, yeah. to just look at, look for signs of rust. Look for signs of vegetative regrowth to see if there has been some obvious physical indicators of longevity of, of this, this crash. What's that? Nine. That's a nine. That's a it's nine. a ninth edition Magic the Gathering dice. Okay. <laughs> so that's a 11. Okay. 
you don't really know anything about that, but both of you see after a little bit of just, you know, looking, there are another half dozen heads of the, you know, like pilots and flight crew. No bodies in sight, but heads stuck on branches and thorns around the clearing. It's raining men. <laughs> Hallelujah. How, how, uh, how, uh, hallelujah. <laughs> then you hear a shriek. From the canopy above. A human shriek? A huge, uh, frightening animal shriek. Oh. Let's do initiative. Call uh, call odds or evens. Uh, keeping it in evens. That's a one, baby. Uh, a large black pterosaur with, like, you know, probably 20-foot wingspan. It... It probably only weighs as much as like a big cat, but uh, huge wingspan, angry claws, and, a, and an interesting, um, you know, like the weird rudder crests that pterosaurs have, weird spiky, uh, you know, oddly curved horn design on it, and um, dark green-black skin. And uh, black uh, fur-like feathers on its body shrieks and swoops down from the canopy above you. Which one of you was uh, in front? What do you mean in front? As you, like your order of march through the jungle as you entered the clearing. I was moving You were moving quicker than me, so probably Jahar. All right. Jahar, give me an agility. 18. Hey. That's my brother. So it swoops like a like a striking bird of prey, uh, but you're able to just like dodge aside huh? as this big thing swoops down and the snap and crack of its wings as it displaces air. It lashes at you with its claws, misses, kind of scrabbles on the ground and turns and snaps at you with a long... A long, thin beak, uh, full of small, fish-like, almost, um, rows of teeth. Give me another agility to avoid that snap. It's got a flycatcher beak. Fifteen. Dodges again. It just, it had a bad landing. It, uh, you know, it woofed it. And, uh, both of you are like, And it is now your guys' turn. And the big, the Shrike pterodactyl has, you know, kind of hunched up, you know, how they do with its little, um, little forearm claws in the dirt and its big spiky wings up around its back as it kind of prowls towards you like a bat on the ground. I jump on it. You jump on it? Um, in, as a melee attack or like in preparation for... You're like, you're grappling it, you're wrapping wrapping it up? No, I was planning on getting on its back and shooting it with my machine gun from its back. Give me an agility This would be, yeah, a movement. This This is part of your movement, movement. yeah. Yes. Agility! Ho! Natural 20. Natural 20. You get up there, and, like, you got a good grip. Probably not around its throat because you want to be further away. You got a uh, 
you got a good handful of like thick uh, feathers on its shoulders, and you're kind of yeah piggyback on top of it. And then I'm gonna let it have it. Let it have it with the machine gun. All right. All right. Presence rolls five coming at you. Uh, three plus nine is twelve. Hey. Twenty dirty. Seven. Ten. Dirty twenty. So three hits. Three hits. All right. Um. This. Uh, the um. The thick almost fur. Is behaving like armor. Okay. So uh, give me each damage roll separately. And I'm going to reduce it separately gotcha. by D6 armor. Two. Five. No damage. Two. Three. No damage. Two. <laughs> what the hell? Four. No damage. <laughs> uh, some shots kind of, you know, clip and it. that one, I placed that one down as a two as well. What the <laughs> hell? Some shots kind of clip it, uh, but you're like, I'm not hurting this guy. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, are our um Shrike dinosaur is on the ground. No, it is on the ground. It's it's crawling like a bat on a cave floor. It's probably very angry that I'm on top of it. I'm looking up and seeing Kira on top of the back of this bat raptor Shrike, but I'm more focused on the ground underneath the Shrike. Okay, I'm more focused on what's through the ground, mm. the tendrils to the void that connect the grounds to all of the grounds that the infinite space of the world we live in connect to. And I'm going to try to summon Ooh. an extra dimensional monster from the void underneath oh, our Shrike. Okay. I'm closing my eyes and reaching out and whispering Ludovicinus Ludocarius <laughs> and throwing... And 18. So. Space kind of bubbles with uh, with spots of impenetrable blackness. Blacker than the void between stars. And it, it, it hurts, but it also, like, inexorably draws the eye into it. As this kind of two-dimensional tear in space-time opens in 3D space, and uh, an amorphous mass of tentacles and eyes kind of slithers out of it underneath the pterodactyl, and uh, some of its tendrils immediately go to wrapping it up. Um, Give me a flat d20 for its attack roll, because it just does that. Eight. All right. Uh, it doesn't do any damage, but it's just it's starting to lash out of this empty space. The Shrike tries to shake off uh, Kiki. Doesn't like that. And it also doesn't like whatever this thing is coming up from underneath. So it's trying to get away. Uh, Kiki, give me strength to maintain your grip. Or give me agility if you don't want to stay on and you want to jump off. I look above me to see if I can't find a branch. Mm. Branch to, or a vine to like swing off of? To climb up. Okay. I want to get 
up in the canopy. Uh, okay. Give me agility. 13. You do so. Uh, you kind of step off of it and a little bit of scrambling as you grab onto some knotted branches and vines and you're kind of like crouched with like, you know, in the in like the fork of a tree branch sort nice. of above the shrike. Um, that was its first thing. And then the shrike is going to attack the uh, creature boiling out from the nothing below it. Boiling is good. Give me, uh, give me just a flat d20 for it to avoid. 17. 17. All right. So the Shrike is not able to damage the void entity that you've summoned. And it is your guys' turn. I want to um, reach out with my mind to the void monster and ask it to please hurt the Shrike and nothing else. Mm -hmm. Okay. Weirdness! That... <laughs> that paper, that paper, fucked that it dice. was gonna be a fourteen. It is now only a five. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll leave the void monster for now. Um, we call that your action. Are you gonna move while you're up there? How high am I? You're above? you're probably like eight feet up in the air. An easy drop down, um, <clears throat> or you could uh, you could agility roll and try and climb higher, or you know, move around Wouldn't while staying. Be climbing. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, it would be. Yes, strength. I will try to climb higher. Yep. All right. Because I bet, looking at that tentacle monster, I see tentacles larger than eight feet. Yeah. So I'm gonna climb higher. With a five, baby. Mm. <laughs> Coming out of the tree hard. Uh, I don't think you fall. <laughs> Because it was, you know, it was just attempted movement. You just, like, you're not able to move in the tree. Like, you try and move, you don't have a good foothold, and you end up back where you were. I'm kind of stuck here, Jakar. Jakar? I'm a bit consumed by the power that the void brings with the appearance of this creature. I'm a bit overwhelmed with the presence of the void around me. It's hard for me to make decisive action when there's such a powerful void entity and spirit around me. I'm a bit paralyzed. Mm. Consumed and and haltered. Halted. <laughs> I'm entranced. Jahar, back up. So what do you do? I stand still. You stand still? I stand still. All I right. stand overwhelmed and unable to really react. All right. I'm going to go with evens for you guys again. All right. Good. The, um, wait, is that six or one? That's six. That's six. Oh, okay. Uh, the creature is now like fully in the material universe. And as the Shrike is kind of trying to flap away from it, it turns and with its eyes as dark as the night sky, it turns and kind of slithers towards Jahar. Give me an agility. 16. Tentacles lash at you, but uh, as you you kind of stumble and falter back, uh, you avoid being smacked around. The Shrike 
is kind of not sure what's going on. It thought food, and now that's now, not what's not, happening. Now it's the food. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Shrike flutters up into the branches near Kiki, and when it gets there, it snaps at you just kind of for being near it. Give me an agility. 18. Mm. It misses. Uh, it continues moving, trying to just, like, get away from you two and the creature. Give me another agility as its wings kind of buffet past you. 14. You kind of, like, get swatted a little bit, but you don't get hit or hurt at all. Uh, the Shrike has now made some distance, and it kind of flutters out of the tree branches and perches atop the Ornithopter Wreck, which is still within, like, medium range of you guys, but is a little away from the two of you and the demon. So it's medium range. Yes, medium range. Your guys' turn. I reach out again to the Void Monster... Trying to tell it to stop attacking my brother, you dick. Mm-hmm. Weirdness of 18. Hey, that's it. All right. Um, before we finish your turn with the movement, uh, the void creature obeys your command, and it kind of like rolls and slithers in a weird way where like, almost like how a snake moves, but also just like a ball kind of mm-hmm. like rolling of its own accord. And it... Uh, yeah, and it boils across the clearing, tentacles a flail, and attacks the Shrike. Hell yeah. Give me a flat d20 for its... 13. As a hit, what's the damage dice of the... Uh... No, no, no. no. What is what is the damage dice oh, of the creature? I got excited. Uh, d10. d10. Melee damage. Mm-hmm. Give me a d10. For the record, I rolled an 18 and a 20. Five. Five damage. Reduced by five by the creature's armor. It's a smack. Uh, do you move? I take a second to look at the tree that I'm in. Mm. What's the tree like? It's, um... Is there a branch that leads to the ornithopter? Yes, uh, you could you could do a little bit of squirrel climbing and get a lot closer to the ornithopter with a movement. Um, I think uh, it wouldn't be climbing; you wouldn't be going up or down. You'd be just like stepping, so it'd be agility. Okay. Or uh, move in towards the op- oh ornithopter. Eight, no, sixteen. You do so. Uh, you get about as close as you want in the uh, tangle of branches that overhang the clearing. Um, I want to be in... What is the range of a large melee weapon? I want to be in range for slicing. Okay. Uh, so you just get into melee yes, range. large melee weapon. Uh, does not have a range. I assume it's just short. Yeah, it's uh, well, it it's says melee. it says that somewhere. Yeah. yeah, it's it's melee, so adjacent. So yeah, like you get to where you're like right above the pterodactyl. Jahar, what are you up to? I think um, my uh, incapacitation has been broke to some degree because the consciousness of the mind or void creature has been captured by my sister. Mm. 
And so I'm able to refocus and sort of take account of the woods around me. Mm. I think I'll pop a seance to see if maybe the the greater void spirits, the greater spirits of the jungle around us have been disturbed by this um, disturbance. And if we've alerted anything else, and anything, if anything else is paying attention to us. Okay. Uh, Eleven. Uh, you you get nothing. Mm. Okay. Too much chaos. Yeah. Too much chaos. Too I, much. Too much wacky shit is going on. I feel like I'm in a pretty safe space right now, considering I'm a bit far from the combat. So I, I don't really feel the need to to Do remove myself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the shrike attacks the demon again. Uh, give me an, a, a flat d20 for the demon avoiding. Three. Mm. Uh, it attacks. Give me... Okay. Uh, the demon takes seven damage as the shrike tears into it with its needle beak and mouth full of fangs. Uh, let's do the shrike, or the demon first. The demon attacks back. Give me a roll for the demon attacking the... Um, I got it. 18. That's good. All right. Uh, give me the D10 of tentacle attacks. Three. Three. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's not going great. Uh, they're just they're just kind of slap fighting and <laughs> wrestling and and not really not really hurting either one of. Them. Well, I mean the the void monster is getting, yeah the the void monster got bit getting. Pour it up. Kiki's. Kiki's. All right, with uh, with her machine gun on her sling, and kind of you know on on her back, takes out Slicey and the shock stick, and just goes in. I don't know if I can do both at the same time. Heroic. It dive. does say a two-handed thing, but I am strong. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say, um, give me two rolls. Uh, one of them is presence, because this is a cool, this is like a badass thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then the other one, strength for attacking. And, and say before you do which one is which weapon. So one of them is presence, one of them is strength. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the slicey is gonna be strength. Okay. Because it's supposed to be a two-handed weapon, but I got muscles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Crit one. Crit one. Uh, you... Give me a toughness roll. Hmm. Seven. So you splat to the ground uh, right next to the ornithopter wreck, and you drop both weapons and take d4 damage. <laughs> Uh, but this is damage that can be reduced by your armor. Oh, okay. So give me that... Two damage. Or Wait, no. Yeah. Yeah, two damage and then armor dice. Mm-hmm. Canted. Four. All right. So you don't take any damage, but you, you landed in the dirt and you dropped both weapons. Slicely. <laughs> Jahar. After seeing uh, Kira try to solve <laughs> the situation manually, I'm going to slowly remember, and then all too quickly remember, that I carry dual small caliber handguns mm-hmm. as a primary weapon. 
And so I'm going to reach deep into my, my hip pockets and remove my small caliber handguns. And you've never shot before. <laughs> yeah. And point them towards the shrike <laughs> while, while gleaming with quite a smile on uh, my face. Um, okay, so usually single shot with a sidearm is just agility, but I'm going to call this presence because you're... You're, you're dual machine gunning like in the Matrix, or, you know, dual pistols. So this is a cool roll. Give me uh, give me a presence. Sixteen. Aye, that's good. Uh, what's damage on a sidearm, D6? The damage on a sidearm, according to the... Someone didn't write it down. <laughs> it was Jahar. He always did have trouble D6. taking All right, give me two D6. Hell yeah. Uh, nine. Nine. Uh, five reduced. So it takes four damage. I can shoot. Uh, the Shrike continues to tear at the demon. Give me a flat d20. Twenty. Yeah. A, uh, the Shrike gets a free attack. Or the, right. the demon gets a free attack on the Shrike. As a hell of a dodge. So give me another flat d20. Yeah, watch out. Mm. <laughs> That's no good. Probably should let you do it. Probably. Um, it does no good. I don't have a mechanic for the uh, for the demon doing crit fails or crit successes, but telepathy uh, could be broken. Telepathy could be broken. Telepathy but could be broken. Because the two of them are in a fight right now, I don't think it's going to affect its behavior very much. So. Um, that just ends both of them. Back to you guys. They are fighting the demon and the big pterodactyl are fighting on the, uh, on top of the ornithopter wreck. I take a couple, like, gasping breaths because I'm sure the wind got mm -hmm. knocked out of me. A like, little bit. <gasps> <laughs> Get my machine gun out from under me. Gotta suck to fall on that. <gasps> and then just into both of them. Into the mess of tentacles and feathers. All right. Let five blasts. Zero um, discretion. Full zero auto. Discretion. Um, do you... Let's see here. Um, I want to... You know what? Our, our five shots. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me let me just you know see who I'm hitting. Okay, odds or evens. Okay, so Shrike, uh, tentacle monster. Okay. Shrike, tentacle monster. Shrike. Shrike. Okay, so three for Shrike, two for tentacle monster. Void okay. creature. Void creature. Yeah. Give me the three for the Shrike first. All right, three for the Shrike. Uh, that's a presence, right? Yep. Uh, yes. So 14. That's a hit. 5. That's a miss. And 13. That's a hit. So two hits on Shrike. Let's you do that do damage, damage first. first. Two hits on the Shrike. Yeah. 6. 2. Fuck you. 4 damage. Fucking 4. Shit. 5. None on that. The Shrike is, uh, looking pretty beat up and bleeding. And not having a good time. But, um... Two to the void. Two to the void monster. 
dirty 22 and dirty 20. Oh. Them's hits. Well, the uh, the last of your burst tears apart the void monster, and it kind of just dissolves into oily blackness that stains the landscape for a moment before fading I into heard, nothing. I hope you weren't friends with that one, Jahar. And it's as if it never existed. The Shrike. Let's do the morale roll for the Shrike. What is the morale? So, in uh, Dangerous Spaceman, not every encounter should be or needs to be a fight to the death. Roll for enemy morale whenever any of the following conditions are met. Enemy leader is killed, half the party, half the enemy party is killed, or a lone enemy is reduced to less than half HP. You reduced it to more than half HP. Uh, so we do a quick little D4 to see what it does. And it bugs out. The Shrike, limping and bleeding, squawks angrily and kind of does a like a running stutter step like a fat full bird of prey like a vulture who's just eaten its fill and it kind of waddles through the jungle a little bit and then <laughs> flaps up before vanishing into the canopy and disappearing bye friend and the two of you oh, are that left was our friend jahar <coughs> in the clearing i uh, i stand up and you know cough a little bit and be like, man, that fucking hurt. Crashed ornithopter with a half dozen heads stuck on branches and thorns. I'm still a little amazed. What a shot, though. Am I right? I was able to use those. (laughs) Wow. These are kind of fun. (laughs) Keep those for later. Uh, Smoke clear? Clear the smoke. Um, How much damage have we taken? None. None? Did you both remain unscathed? I'm uh, minus one from... Okay. I can't remember. Regain D4 HP. Uh, You cannot exceed your base HP. Well, I mean, there's nothing lower than a one, so it's... it's So you're back to full. I'm going to be at back to full, yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, Kiki, roll for ammunition for your machine gun. Six. You still got D6 ammo. I still got belt. Yeah. Where do they come from? Where does she keep it? This is just belts of ammo, man. It's just action movie rules. We're not mm-hmm. counting bullets. It's yeah. just like, did it run out? No, we're good. Uh, <laughs> so, Johar, how much ammo you got left? Roll, oh, that's a good question. What's uh, give me a D eight for your pistols? First time I've shot them. <laughs> Come on, man, on the table. <laughs> what is that dog hair? Four. Still have a D eight. Good. Stay at D eight. You only took a couple of shots. You're like, yeah, basically full, and you still got spare mags on your belt. That was some quick thinking, Jahar. Forgot I had a Way to be clutch. Coming in clutch. You know, when we come into dire straits, we reach the beyond. But the only reason we're able to survive touching the beyond is because you can control the beyond. I nod. (laughs) The wrecked ornithopter that sits empty and inviting, but also macabre on the jungle floor. Uh, I I take a poke in there. All right. See if uh, see what I can see, investigator style. Um, well, I'll just tell you what you both find. Uh, both of you, give me two d8s again. 
And this is just for like what you get uh, from like the pouches and crates and the dead bodies. Together? Oh yeah, add them together. Nine. Seven. Nine and seven. Uh, who got nine? Uh, you got another uh, five D10 credits. Five D10 credits. D10, 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 and a, and a, and a, a D. Where's the other D10? There was one here. There it is. There it is. All right. Nine, 14, uh, 16, 18. The twos again, man. The twos. Uh, 20. You got 20 credits. Just in, uh, you know, assorted credit chips. 20,000 credits? Just flat. 20. 20 of them. That seems low. How do you eat this is, Jahar? This is pocket change. With chopsticks. One bite at a time. Slowly with chopsticks. Slowly with chopsticks. <laughs> uh, I like to see you laugh. Jahar, what did you roll? A seven? A seven? A uh, seven. Give me a D4 roll. Three. You find three med kits. Oh. A med kit is a single-use item. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, utility items. Automatically pass a first aid roll and restore a character to full HP. Damn. You got three of them. So, is there more to see in this downed ornithopter? It is the X on the map. Well, I kind of want to see if it works, like, because this could be a, this could be a way to get out of the, the it's, jungle. It is smashed in half, and. Uh, the wings are bent and broken off of it. I don't think it's going to work, uh, Jar. <laughs> that's all. But perhaps if we plug in to the onboard navigation system, yeah, the computer what if systems, has power? I push a bunch of buttons. Okay. Um, my girl. Give me a mind. Or uh, smarts. Give me a smarts. No, wait, 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 wait. Repair and mechanics is a presence roll. Give me a presence. Well, mechanics actually is toughness. Oh, mechanics is toughness. Give me a toughness. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So plus three for me. Dirty, dirty I mean, 20. Dirty 20. No, natural 23. Natural 20. Plus three. A total of 23. All right. That's uh, it's got power in it. And immediately as you're like flipping stuff, you hear the um, you hear the engine start to spin up. And then there's like a really ugly, angry, like dangerous clacking sound as one of the wing mounts tries to like... <laughs> Like a dragonfly, you know, wing socket with no wing attached to it as it just rattles. And uh, a smashed radio sparks to life for a second and you hear a repeating um, SOS signal. And then after a moment it goes dead. And the the ornithopter uh, loses power again. But when that happens and you're looking around... And then you notice a uh, little hard plastic crate, like a, a pelican case, about 18 inches by 18 inches, stuffed under the co-pilot seat. I open it. It has a, like, a flagstone, uh, a piece of jagged flagstone with alien markings. Some of them you recognize as the tattoos of the Sons of Atlantis who attacked the bar. Uh, yesterday, 
Some of them are in a different alien script. As you open it, and you both are just like kind of having a look at this weird, uh, you know, tablet of hieroglyphics, the communicator that you got off the stranger starts beeping with an incoming call request. Should we yep, yep. answer? Yep, 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 yep. Okay. I answer it. Beep. Hello? Agent Viper. This is Commander Shaw. A uh, hard woman's voice comes over the radio. Telemetry indicates you are on the X. Have you retrieved the package? Yes. Trying to sound adult. Okay. Agent Viper, give me a presence. Critical one. <laughs> Yes, I am Agent Viper. Listen, I don't know who the fuck you are, but you better stay put or you're going to be sucking an orbit-to-surface missile. Um, and the connection goes off. Before the connection goes off, if it's, possible. It's off. Fuck. I was going to reach into the void. Mm. You could still try a seance right now if you wanted to. Not so much a seance as much as a summon a void creature on top of the uh, other side of the radio comms. Oh. Um, that I don't think you're a good enough psyker to do. Because that's like, that's non-local. You don't know yeah, where no, it is. I, I think um, if you had time, I might let you do something wacky like that. And you would have to seance to like push your awareness through the radio waves and see what's on the other side and then maybe summon, but that's uh, that's a little too much. That's advanced. That's um, advanced psychicking. Psyoniking. After a moment, um, you, uh, you hear a thunderclap from the sky above you and a like almost too bright to look at. A lancing beam of laser energy shoots down from the sky and scorches a section of the jungle less than a kilometer away from you. And then you hear another clap of thunder and roaring and you see an orbital lander descending. What starts is just like a little ball of fire, a little, a little bright fleck, a star that you can see in the daytime sky. And with a roar of jet exhaust and smoke that washes through the clearing. Uh, an orbital lander comes to rest in the jungle less than a thousand meters from you. Do we see any um, any obvious symbology or indicators as to what, or any perhaps design in spacecraft design that, that would let us to believe where these where these where these orbital landers have origin? It'd be tough to catch. Um, both of you, give me a smarts. Investigator. Thirteen. Uh, yeah, I give you investigator. Doesn't need it. Uh, Twenty. Nope. <laughs> because I have minus smarts. Uh, Seventeen. It's hegemony military, and it is a two-way lander. It's not a single. It's not like a drop pod or a single use. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, we. I. 
shake uh, Jahar back as he shakes me. He's <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's the hegemony. I know, I know. Um, we should hide. We should hide. Uh, we try to hide. Okay. <clears throat> give me, uh, give me presents for hiding in the jungle. Hiding in the jungle, we do a bad job. <laughs> Ten, five. Oh. Um, you Spooked. hear, uh, you hear the sound of bolts releasing and a uh, a ramp crashing down to the dirt, and then tramping feet. And almost before you can move, like it's nuts how quickly they did this. Um, two large figures in like full plate carapace power armor with big gun mounts on each arm. They come crashing into the clearing and you you have like bright green laser sights dancing on your chests uh, from both of them, both of you do. And then from behind them comes a small woman with a uh, severely cut military haircut and a insignia-less unmarked but clearly uh, hegemony military uniform. And she looks at you two, and she looks at the case, and she's like, well, I don't know who the fuck you are, but uh, it looks like you found what I needed. So I'm going to need you two to come with me. 